Thank you. Uh, um, I'm just going to share a very brief word today. We live different from the way that we came in, in Jesus' name. I'm just going to be, I'm still very much in this neighborhood. This word really impacted me personally. Uh, and if a few weeks ago I had, had just uh, shared some ideas about this, but I think it's good for us. I feel uh, I just don't want to move on until I'm done. So this is the neighborhood I'm in personally, but it's been a real blessing for me. And I, I've, I've, uh, I feel that this is a good, good tool to help us position ourselves for prayer. Mark chapter 4, please. Mark chapter 4. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but this is the parable of the sower. Jesus was likening the kingdom of heaven to a farmer who went to sow seed. And uh, um, when explaining what the kingdom of heaven is like in many of the gospels, he uses this, this, this example of the parable, this parable of, uh, of, the, of the farmer who went to sow seed. I'm not going to read the whole thing. You can read it maybe later. I've done this uh, a few weeks ago. But I just want to pull out some, some of the main points. And then we're going to get into the material for today. Mark chapter 4, uh, after he explains the parable of the sower in verse 11, he, 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 Jesus speaking, he told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables. The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. He calls it a secret. Um, and I found that to be interesting. A secret is not common knowledge. It's only revealed and disclosed to a few. Okay, but he calls this whole process of the seed and the sower and the farmer who went to sow, he calls it a secret. Okay, then jump down with me to verse number 13. Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. So this is not just a good idea, this is the idea. And if we don't understand this, we don't understand much. Hmm? Verse number 20 uh, after explaining and breaking down, we can talk about the four different types of ground that receive the seed. But verse number 20 is what I want to focus on. It says, other seed, like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop 30, 60, or even 100 times what was sown. Praise the Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, prepare us to pray. And help us to have the position that is pleasing in your sight. And I thank you for your help today in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, in, in, in its most simple and basic terms, the secret of the kingdom of God. The secret is hearing and accepting the word of God. I repeat, in its most basic form, the secret uh, is hearing and accepting the word of God. It's a secret because... Uh, I, I, you know, it, it's, I, I just said it, so now it's no longer a secret. But even while you know it, it can still be a secret because it's so evasive. All right? And I think it's evasive because some of us maybe think that we're accepting the Word of God when all we're doing is hearing the Word of God. And, and it, it, it distinguishes the two. There is hearing and there is accepting. It is by the accepting that we produce 30, 60, and 100 fold. So hearing alone is good, but it does not count. All the four soil types heard, but only one produced. And so the thing about uh, the mates, the, the, the one that the good soil produces, that the, the good soil represents those who hear the word, 
and accept the word. All the three others heard the word, but they had challenges when it came to accepting the word of God. We don't have those challenges today in Jesus' name. We're going to expose this little trick that the enemy has been playing on us. And we're going to get some victory today in Jesus' name. I think the thing about accepting uh, the word of God is this, that um, we have no choice with what we hear, but we do have a choice with what we accept. Okay, and it's that choice, uh, when, when we make that choice, by default, by accepting this, we automatically reject that. Okay, meaning that the Bible says that the different soil types, they, were, uh, they, they, they did not treat the, the seed properly. And it explains what these problems are. It says that, you know, that there's things like the cares of this world, worry, okay, the love of pleasure. And then the enemy, all these things, they come and, 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 and struggle, fight with us um, from our accepting the word of God. So when it comes to accepting, that means we cannot do both at the same time. Meaning we cannot accept the word of God and accept the worry. We cannot accept the word of God and accept the pleasures of this life. Okay, it will, we have to come to a place where it's either going to be the word of God or the worry, but not both at the same time. Mm? It requires a choice, kind of like a menu. Mm? Okay, the whole menu is given to you, but you can't choose everything. And if you choose the pasta, that means you have to unchoose the shiro. Right? You can't have both. This is only one stomach, one meal. You can come back maybe and choose later at another time. But one menu, you have a, a large menu, but only have one choice. Maybe a few choices. Okay, big appetite. Hmm? So it's kind of the same thing when we're dealing with, with, with the Word of God. The power of the Word of God is not released when we hear it. The power of the Word of God is released when we hear it and accept it. And it's that, that's accepting is what we are contending for today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, I believe this kind of a message and teaching is important because our great enemy mm, is not the devil. The great enemy is our thinking. In fact, the enemy is fighting to get in the thinking so that the thinking will be corrupted and then the thinking will cause us to self-destruct. I repeat, your greatest enemy is not the enemy. The greatest enemy is your own thinking. That's how it's been from the very beginning and that's how it is today. Jesus said, what, uh, uh, what defiles a man is not what goes into him, but what comes out of him. That is what defiles a man. How could... What, you know, we're so careful about what, what we take in and it's good. But what we take in is different from what we bring out. And the difference between the two is choice. We don't have a choice over what comes in. We do have a choice over what comes out. And it's what comes out of us that defiles a man. Not what comes into us. Amen. We only can choose one. Accepting one is rejecting the other. I think this is called a secret because this secret, as powerful as it is, we miss it because of the deception of church activity. We miss it because of the, the program and the services. Uh, our longevity in the house of God. Uh, the conference that we went to where we were so blessed. So you can be coming to church, but coming to church does not mean we're hearing and accepting. We could be a Christian for 30 years, bless God. Have a picture of my baptism day. That does not mean that we are hearing and accepting. We could even have an anointing and a gift. Mm. Used of God in power and deliverance ministry. That does not mean we are 
Mm. Because you see, the, the, the power and the ministry, the grace of God is given as a gift. All right? The gift is, is, by nature of the gift, is free. But what we hear and accept is something a category totally differently, which means that the gift has nothing to do with bearing fruit. It is hearing and accepting that causes us to bear fruit. The Bible says that the one who hears and accepts bears fruit 30, 60, 100 times what was, so, what was sown. Amen? That's why Jesus, they came to Jesus and said, Did we not cast out demons in your name? And Jesus said to them, I never knew you. How could you never know the one who's been casting out demons in your name? It's because you've been casting out demons in my name by my name. But your name is full of corrupted hearing and accepting. We bear fruit by what we hear and what we accept. Amen. Amen, amen. I'll let you. All right, so this becomes very important because when we're praying for the nation, okay, I think it's important that we have a certain disposition when we pray. Uh, it's not just prayer that's powerful and effective. It's the prayer of the righteous man that availeth much. In the Amharic, it says that in its work, it is powerful and effective. Uh, a lot of people pray. All right? But when we pray, we pray different because we pray from a platform of already hearing and accepting. Not hoping that God would send the word, but knowing that God sent the word, standing on that word, and contending for that word because we've already accepted. Your hearing and accepting is so important. The Bible tells us the story about, about Joshua and Caleb. Uh, there was 12 spies that went to spy the promised land. They saw the, the everybody, all 12 saw the same thing. Probably slept the same places, ate the same food. And when they came back, although they said, saw the same things, okay, they came back with two different reports. The ten said that there is giants in the land and we cannot take it. The two, Joshua and Caleb, said there are giants in the land, okay, but God is able to contend with the giants. If God is pleased with us, he will give us this land. So that tells me that the difference between the two groups of people was not what they saw, it's what they accepted. The ten saw the giants and accepted giants. The two saw the giants and accepted the word of God. And so uh, what I'm trying to contend for today and what I believe God is graduating us as a church today is not just to be blessed by the message or enjoy the service or good preaching fasterie. Fasterie is the opposite of slowerie. Mm. All right, but rather that we would graduate to a place of that God has spoken and I have accepted what God has said. Therefore, because I have accepted what God has said, I reject everything else contrary to that word. Amen, amen. It's important. See, we can pray from accepting the wrong thing and it becomes more whining. Hmm? God, why don't you hurry up and help us do something? And you're quiet on me, God. Where have you been? As opposed to in the midst of the drama, I praise you, God, because I know your will in this situation. It's all good because your word has already been released over this issue. I don't need to see it to know that there's victory. Your word guarantees victory. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a secret because most of us have not graduated to that place. And, and to be honest, sometimes I myself have not graduated to that place either. You know, because when God, if you, if you ever want to have a conversation with me, we'll have a good time. I can talk, we can talk, we can converse, I'll speak my French. Yeah, you speak your French or whatever, you know, I'm getting good at my French now, madame. Mm. 
But when you talk with God, you cannot have like normal conversation with God. Because God is higher than we are. And when God speaks, he speaks from his level, his angle, his perspective. And the Bible says, as high as the heavens are above the earth. Eh? So high are my ways above your ways and my thoughts from your thoughts. So far removed. So we'll talk about, to God about how things are here, how things are going down here. And God will speak to us about things that's how they're going up there. And we're immediately in a, in a problem. No wonder it's a secret. Because if we were ever truly to accept what God said, we would look a little bit crazy. Yeah, because God does not speak on this level. In fact, the Bible says, eye has not seen and ear has not heard. Neither has entered into the mind of God. So you can't even, how was your day today? Do you really want to know? You blow your mind how my day was today. Heaven is my throne. The earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me? God is big, people. And he's our father. All right. So, so actually, most times when we see God speaking with, to people, the first thing he says is, do not be afraid. <laughs> yeah? And then after he says that, they said their mind is blown. It's like they're asking questions. How can this be? Gideon, take on the army all by yourself. How can this be? Abraham, have a father. Noah, build an ark. Are you following what I'm saying? Uh, Mary. And what did Mary say? How can this be? Welcome to the club, Mary. Just take a number and sit down. Eh? It's not possible when you're dealing with God. He's big. All right? So it's a secret because it's so easy to take all of God's promises and turn them into poetry and struggle with the life that we live every day. And talk like everybody else talks. Talk politics. Talk economy. And we're all on this earth trying to find a way to fit God into our program. It was never about fitting God into our program. It's about us fitting into God's program. And, and so we need to be like Mary. She asked, how, how can this be? And God, the angel told her, uh, what's, what's impossible with man is possible with God. And then Mary said, let it be to me. According to your word. Meaning that I don't understand that this is beyond. But if you said it. Hmm, I won't only hear it. I will accept it. And Mary produced 30, 60, 100 times. Billion times. Billion, billions, billions of times. She became the mother of the Lord Jesus himself. Hallelujah. When we hear and accept we enter into a different category. So, so if you are truly walking with God. And if you're really hearing and accepting, you will look a little bit crazy. In fact, if people are not talking about you, you've probably not heard and accepted yet. Hmm? You know you've started hearing and accepting when people start going about you. When you come to the family meeting and they say, oh, there they come. Oh, I like that much. You used to be just fine. What happened to you? What happened to you is I just started to choose and accept a little bit different than I did before. It's no longer poetry. It's no longer a good theological treatise. It is life itself. And it is something I have chosen not to just hear only, but I've heard, decided to accept as well. May the Lord graduate our accepting today. That's the kingdom of God. Jesus said, if you don't understand this secret, you don't know much. You can't flow with God if you don't understand this secret. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. 
So, so when we come here today, this is safe ground because everybody at least should be crazy in here. Hmm? Because we've been talking to the, tuned to the same channel, talking to the same daddy, blowing our minds, blowing our minds. Some of you looking at me nervous. I just came for a good service and then go to lunch. I hope I messed up your lunch plans today. I, must, I hope I messed up your life permanently today. We're dealing with a big God. We're dealing with the almighty, all-powerful God. A God who is not only God up there, but he's God in here. And when he paid a price to save your soul, he paid a price so that you could also have him as father. That means when God breathes, you breathe, breathes out, you breathe in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What can separate me from the love of God? Hallelujah. So, so it's, it's it, the, the magic as according to Jesus in this parable. The magic is when we start hearing and accepting. Things shift. In fact, the Bible says by hearing and accepting produce 30, 60, 100 fold. Amen. Amen. Our greatest enemy is our thinking. Um, uh, there was a, a story I heard of a, a father who had an alcoholic problem. He was a drunk and he had sons, two sons, twins, uh, identical. They look exactly the same. Grew up in the same home with the same father, with the same conditions. The father was alcoholic, gone crazy. He does crazy things. The one son ended up being an alcoholic just like his father. The other son ended up becoming a medical doctor. The dream of every Abisha parent. Yeah? And, be, and he was able to hold down a family, stable marriage, stable kids. And as a doctor, he's helping other people solving problems in the earth. And so they asked the, the first son, he says, they said, uh, you, you ended up as an alcoholic. What's, what's, the, what's the reason for your situation? What, what, what's the cause of you becoming an alcoholic? And he said, I owe everything that I am to my father. That makes sense. Then they went to the, the successful son. All right. And they asked him, what's the secret to your success? You've done some amazing things with your life. He says, I owe everything to my father. Now, it seems funny. Like, how could you both be crediting your father for the complete polarized situations that you, you are in? And it tells me that what was different about the two sons was not what they went through, but what they chose to accept. Hallelujah. It's a matter of choice. They, they were in the mess. They were in the challenge. But one accepted a certain thing and the other accepted another thing. And, and the one that accepted, actually both of them, according to whatever it is that they accepted, they produced. After what? They accepted. And I would like to suggest to you today that we will produce only after what we have accepted. It does not matter what we see. It does not matter what we are in. The question is, what have we heard and what have we accepted? Because to accept properly will require a choice. It will require rejecting some things to accept some things. We can't accept everything. And so I don't know about you, but as far as I'm concerned, I believe I have heard something for this nation. I know we're on a very, very precarious uh, situation right now. Okay, but I believe I have still heard something from the Lord. Amen. That the nation will be redeemed in righteousness. Amen. That the hands of begging will turn to hands of blessing. 
that God's agenda is still on point for this nation and for this continent. That the rivers of God will flow like a mighty river from this nation to be a blessing to all nations of the world. That people will have to do a double take to see what God has done in Africa. That people who are trying to leave will have to get reverse visas to get permission to come back. Because the Bible says that those who are the tail, look out for the ones who are the tail. Look out for the ones who are last. Because the Bible always shows us that God's agenda is with the last. Not to leave them last. Maybe some of you are not from Africa and you're feeling a little bit. No, if you are here, even visiting for one Sunday in transit from the airport, looking for a place to visit, for this few hours you are African. And you have come to church in Africa. And this is what we believe in our church, that God has a mighty agenda, that we are not crazy, that our mind is not blown. It's just that we have agreed with God against all hope. Abraham in hope believed and so produced 30, 60, 100 times. So, so my challenge for you today is uh, uh, what's our accept, uh, accepting status looking like today? I did not ask for your church status. I did not ask for how long you've been in the house of God. I did not ask for who your best friend is in church. I asked how is your acceptance status. Because if you come to this church, we have a word from God that's blown our minds already. We are believing for impossible upon impossible. We're not believing to remain the status quo as it is and be good little behaving Christians. Make sure we don't rock the boat and go to our graves in peace. No bother nobody. We believe that by the time we are done with this thing, that God will know that there is a God in Africa and mighty is his name, that the blessing of God will be so manifest that the world, that CNN will run out of things to report because the blessing of God has taken over all media news networks, that people have nothing. You know, it's like, can you imagine what CNN was reporting on the day when the Red Sea was parted into? Like the sea, imagine, you know, because daily network breaking news. You, you know, you, you cannot report anything else. <laughs> you cannot report of what the president did today because that was such a big headline. And, and they would have to give credit to the glory of God. That level. Oh, pastor, slow down. Excuse me, I'm not slowing down. I'm talking on the level of daddy here. Yeah? I have chosen to accept, which makes me a little bit crazy because if I've accepted that, I cannot accept this. All right? I have accepted not what I have seen, but what I have not seen. I have accepted not what ear has heard. I have accepted what ear has not heard. And it's a process. Let me be honest with you. I'm not perfect at this. Sometimes you get stuff and it mess with you. All right? That's why I love coming to prayer because prayer has a way of renewing my mind to where it's supposed to be. After COVID, by the way, I started praying a little bit more than I usually do. I used to think I was a good prayer uh, and I thought I was doing good. But the Lord showed me how it's important to stay on the God channel more often. Because when you stay on the God channel, you start to think like God more often. It's a time investment. And I found that, that when I am a good Christian, only spending maybe 10% of my day in prayer and the rest of the 90% in the world, you know, you're just, your mind, you go to bed consumed with the things of this world. When you are born of above, from above. And it requires a little bit of intentionality. Colossians 3 tells us, set your minds on things above. If it's not set, it won't happen. Just like the TV. If you want to watch a certain program, you cannot hope for it to somehow stumble there. You have to set your TV to Liverpool. <laughs> if you want to watch Liverpool. If, if you are 
on the CNN channel trying to find Liverpool, it will be a long day. They'll report after they win. They'll report. Amen. It's a good news channel. But if you want that channel, you have to tune to that channel. And if you want to think like God and accept like God, you're going to have to switch off your drama. You're going to have to switch off what they said to you. You have to switch off what people think about you. You have to switch off your own feelings and set your mind on things above. Hallelujah. Because that which you accept, you will produce 30, 60, and 100 fold. Today, I'm inviting the church to accept a little bit differently. If we're all accepting pro properly, there's no more rumor in the church, gossip in the church. Did you see what she wore when she came? Who does she think she is? Where did she come? Why is pastor wearing that sweater today? Can't he see the sun is out? Okay, I can take the sweater off. All right. <laughs> you know the stuff that goes through people's minds. We have to set our minds on things above. We have to be intentional about it. It's not our default setting. We are born again, but we have to be tuned to that channel. Think like God. Move like God. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond all that we dare ask or think, according to his power that is at work within us. May we adjust our settings today, please. Because when we pray, when we pray accepting what God has promised, that's when things start to happen. God does not lead a lot of people. He needs a lot of acceptance. In fact, big people is what we are after. You know, people always ask, how many people running your church when we get with other pastors? How many people in your church? There's about... Maybe, I don't know, several hundred, maybe, maybe with both services, maybe we crossed maybe a thousand, one, one, one something. But how many acceptance? Maybe about four. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love you all. But I'm saying that, that the weight is not in our numbers. The weight is in what we have accepted, what we have bought into. And not everybody buys into. And today is an appeal for all of us to buy into that which we are blown with. Because when we all buy into that, that's where the power is. That's where God moves. God and Abraham were talking. And Abraham asked uh, God, God said, I'm about to destroy this city. And Abraham said, for the sake of 50 people, 50 righteous people, people who are righteous, will you spare the city? And God said, for the sake of the 50, I will spare the city. Then, you know, Abraham starts going back. He starts bringing it down. What about 45? Notice that Abraham didn't go up. <laughs> he went down. Because it's not about the numbers. It's about the acceptance. How about the 30? How about the 15? How about the 10? And he says, for the sake of 10 righteous people, I will save the whole city. So when we pray today, uh, it's, it's, it's to our advantage that we enter into whatever those 10 look like. I'm squeezing everybody into that 10 because 10 is enough if we're all in agreement. Amen. And I believe that there is no political solution that can untie the knots that we have tied. There is no military solution. We've tried that. Thank you very much. There is no politicking. There is no legal. I mean, things are very, 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 very kind of like a very, very wobbly, shaky right now. So it's time for God to come down. But that means that we must also come up. Let's just agree. Let's agree with that blown mind promise from heaven. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. You're welcome, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, this is good. This is good. Amen? Amen. Are we ready?
Praise God. We're going to pray, having accepted the flavor of how we pray is, is, is according to what we've already accepted. You know, like when Jesus came to Lazarus' tomb, I preached about this one time. He didn't say, Father God, please do something. Don't make me look bad. I've already told them to roll the stone away. What if nothing happens? I've done that before at a funeral, you know, nothing happened. I'm, no, no, no where I'm all over the place. <laughs> but Jesus, like, he wasn't saying, okay, God, just please. He, he, he kind of had already accepted some things before he went to the grave. And it was, it was finished before he got there. When we pray for the nation, hallelujah, let's pray with that confidence. Let's finish some things in our heart before we pray. Now go, please, it's getting terrible. It smells bad around here. Get me out. Take me to Australia. Sorry, they're not fighting in Australia. That, 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 that prayer, it, it's reflective of what you ex accepted when you pray. Right? No, no, we're praying from agreement with God today. And, and let it overflow to whatever your personal drama is. All right? Wherever there's people, there's issues. Okay? Your issues today, let me give you another place to accept. Let's reject that issue and receive, accept the promise of God. Amen? He's here today. I feel God's on this word. So, so we're going to pray for the nation, but we're going to pray from a conviction. We're going to pray from a certain established position in our heart. Can we say amen? amen. I'm going to ask Abba to come and just lead us in prayer. Hallelujah. What a word and a timely word. Oftentimes the enemy plays with our mind. Now the pastor said that the greatest enemies our own thinking and uh, even as good as the sermon that we have heard our mind plays a game I mean if we, just for a moment if we could just take our thoughts away from our feelings and put our conviction on God's word do you know the whole world, including ours. Once upon a time was cursed. We were under a curse. You believe that? But when Christ came, curse was abolished. Do you believe that? That he took all our curse away. He took all our pains away. I did not say that. God said it. If you are under his wing, you are under his blessings, not under a curse. So we can have confidence no matter what happens around us. As long as we are under the shelter of the Almighty, we are safe. Can you say amen? amen. What, what you believe is what affects your thinking and your future. Let me just uh, read another verse for you. Just a little amplify. This is what one word says, Jeremiah 29, 11. 
for i know who says i know god i know god knows god knows you by name where you have come from and where you are headed <laughs> i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and the future hallelujah did you get that i did not say it god said it i know oh we have a five year master plan every government is an expert of making and prediction five year or 10 year master plan god has a master plan for you and that plan is good hallelujah would you believe that for a moment before we pray that is god's plan not just for ethiopia but for the universe is good goodness kindness mercy salvation healing the thief comes to steal to kill to destroy but i have come to give you life so that you might have it more abundantly that is god's plan for your life for your family for your nation for your neighbors you know you may ask what on earth are we doing here just to be a witness a witness of his goodness kindness and mercy now that's more in in general terms now when we come to particularity this thing or this place called ethiopia it's a funny country you know it just pops up here and there in the pages of the book and the best one i like ethiopia shall stretch out her hands unto the lord if i were you if i were an ethiopian i would clap and praise the lord do that i don't know why don't ask me I mean we look we look to the nations yesterday they were good friends today they talk to a different story the european group came together said something yesterday said something different than the following day I, we can't really trust what the human person or organization speaks about our nation it's about time we raise our hands unto the lord our destiny is in your hands we rather trust god and what he says about us than what the nations say all put together wow have never seen within a year the united nations security council met over 11 times on one nation you know can you imagine to just present a case to the security it takes months in one year over 11 times why what is particular about this nation god has a plan god has a plan hallelujah god has a plan for this nation 15 years ago before we came back to this country god spoke to us go back 
the nation is going to be redeemed in righteousness. Hallelujah. You don't seem to get that. Do you know what that means? This nation is going to be wrapped up with the righteousness of God. That's what we're believing. Yeah, wars, rumors are wars. So when we pray now, we would like you to pray with us as a church, believing that curse, destruction will be removed from this nation. Peace, love, and joy will reign upon this land. God will do it. Well, I know. I know with all the wars and rumors of wars, you, as pastor said, this thing, you are tuned in. And your, your TV set is fixed. Only to the rumors of wars. <laughs> Can we shift this morning for God's sake and believe what God has said? God loves you. God loves this nation. For that matter, God loves the nations of the world. So, we have heard. We have not only heard, we believe what we have heard. Would you believe with me for a moment? Because believing the other way doesn't help. It just puts you into a nightmare. <laughs> I know it's a bit difficult. Uh, sometimes going through what we are going through. But for this moment, let's believe as we raise our hands together. Let's believe, Lord, we are raising our hands as a nation, as a people. Lord, redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus, believing that what God has said shall come to pass. And what God desires for each one of us is healing, prosperity, peace, and joy. This is what your word says. And we claim your word. We trust in your word. Father, in the name of the Lord, we pray that the sense of desperation and, and Lord sadness and, and sorrow and in the name of the Lord Jesus I pray to be removed from this nation that joy would set upon this land peace, transformation kindness to one another love for one another would really rain down upon this nation particularly we pray that this negotiation that's going to take place among different ethnic groups. Lord, may it be led and guided by you. Overrule, O oh God, antagonism. Overrule a spirit of war and rumors of war. Speak to us in peace and through peace. I pray that each one of us would be instruments of peace in these coming days and months. We pray for our leadership. We pray for our prime minister. That you would endow him with wisdom, extra grace and understanding. And how to handle these issues. Father. He is human. Like any one of us. He gets discouraged, disheartened. But we believe in a God who can lift up his hearts. Lift all our hearts as a nation, as different people groups. 
we plead in the name of the Lord Jesus that Lord that the end result even before we go into the new year would be Lord joy peace transformation of minds and hearts to line up with God's plan forgive us for our arrogance forgive us for our hard heartedness forgive us for not listening to you forgive us for not obeying you forgive us lord for we have been for so long hearers of the word and not doers but i plead in jesus name let it begin today let it begin today oh god as people of god here gathered together in this church let it begin today let's unite our hearts to follow god's word god's promises we pray for for our people in the north in the south in the east and the west Lord we don't want to just talk about the memories we have lived together we have loved one another Lord Jesus we have fought battles together how come that we are fighting with each other have mercy on us i pray have mercy on us brings this madness to an end. We can't do it on our own, but we believe we have a God who can make things happen. And this week I pray, Father, that you will help all of us be instruments of peace, reconciliation, forgiveness this what we plead for ourselves and for this nation and the nations beyond father thank you for hearing our prayers thank you for answering our prayers may only god's plan be accomplished in this land hallelujah oh stretch out your hands and receive the blessings of the lord the lord bless you the lord shine his face upon you The Lord give you grace and strength to be instruments of peace love and joy in this land The Lord bless you with wisdom understanding and insight so you would guide your life and the life of those around you with wisdom understanding and 
total obedience to the word and the authority of the Lord. God bless you with joy. God bless you with strength. God go before you. Make you promoters of his love, kindness and goodness. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and all of God's people say, Amen. Give him praise. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Give him praise. He is worthy to be praised. Worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. All right. Be a believer. Believe what you have heard. May the Lord help you to be, to produce fruits. 30, 60, 100 fold. This whole week. We'll make next week. God bless you.